What's up, y'all? You're listening to One Fan's Opinion, the podcast where I offer my views on the Carolina Panthers and North Carolina Tar Heels. I'm your host, Neil Curtis. I'm no expert, but in my opinion, it's a great day to keep pounding. What's up, Panthers fans? Welcome back to another episode of One Fan's Opinion. I'm your host, Neil Curtis. Sorry, it's been a while since I put out a podcast. Um, just trying to get some ideas and thoughts together, uh, get some information for what I wanted to cover for the next few um, episodes, and kind of working on a few things. <clears throat> Today's podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, a thing that I keep seeing popping up on social media, or saw popping up on social media quite a bit, and that is face-offs. Uh, who Bryce Young will be facing off against now that he is the presumably uh, starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Um, I, uh, I guess we're probably all tracking. You know, Frank Reich right now is saying that going into training camp, Andy Dalton's going to be uh, QB1. But I think the understanding is probably by game one, week one of the season, is going to be Bryce Young. Uh, starting for the Panthers, which is great. So, what I keep seeing on social media, Twitter in particular, is uh, this idea that um, Bryce Young will be facing ex-quarterback. We'll be facing C.J. Stroud when we play the Texans. Uh, We'll be facing off against uh, Desmond Ritter when we play Atlanta or facing possibly Anthony Richardson when we play Indianapolis. But the reality is Bryce Young's not facing off against those guys. Bryce Young is not playing against Anthony Richardson or Derek Carr um, in this coming up season. Bryce Young is playing against the defense of these teams. Uh, That's what really concerns me. That's what's concerned me from the jump. Uh, with Bryce Young is the defenses and the players he will uh, go up against and face um, as the starting quarterback. So with that, I kind of thought I'd do just a quick run through of what ESPN's projected depth charts are for the opponents um, that we're facing um, off against this season. In particular, uh, really the defensive lines and secondaries are kind of where I'm going to hit. Uh, this is, you know, I'm still. This is still a growing podcast. We're still learning a lot more about not only the game, but in the evaluation process and how we look at players and teams and uh, schemes, both both offensively and defensively. So I'm really just starting out here, again, riding around the car on my way to work. So not a lot of real in-depth analysis. So we can pick this apart later in the future. But this is just kind of a good primer on the types of defenses and defensive players that Bryce Young will actually be up against. The guys who are going to be coming after him and hitting him, and a couple of the guys who are going to be seen back there in the secondary waiting to um, pick him off, uh, to be frank. So uh, I want to start by looking at the conference schedule. It knocks out six quick games uh, from the season. Uh, you got two games each. Um, and I'm going to start with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, always uh, traditionally been a very, at least very competent, if not very good, and very aggressive defense. 
Uh, I don't think next year is going to be too dissimilar. Their head coach used to be their defensive coordinator. And looking at uh, kind of their ESPN's projected starting uh, lineup for New Orleans, you're looking at uh, a front line that consists of guys like Cam Jordan and Carl Granderson. Cam Jordan, a Pro Bowl uh, player last year, comes in at 6'4", 285-pound defensive end. He is, I think, right about average for most of the players. Yeah, right. He's right about in the middle of most of the players that we'll look at today. 6'4", 285. Bryce Young is 5'10"-ish. And playing weight will probably be around 190 pounds. The guy's got 90 pounds on Bryce Young and will be coming after him. Uh, That's the kind of stuff that terrifies me. Um, Carl Granderson, other side, defensive end, 260, a little bit lighter, a little bit leaner, uh, maybe a little bit faster. And then playing, um, backing those guys up, rookies, um, backing them up and coming in off the edge, Isaiah Foskey, uh, again, a little bit leaner, coming in at 6'5", 265 pounds. And then a little bit heavier um, in the middle, uh, New Orleans projected run the 3-4 defense. Uh, Brian Breezy, 6'5", 305 pounds. And looking at 115 pounds of beef landing on top of Bryce Young potentially uh, twice um, this season. So I know people have pointed out the fact that Bryce Young went up against the Georgia defensive line um, and you know performed really well. He did that once a season. He will be going up against this lineup twice a season um, and then doing it again, like a minimum of twice a season, obviously, and then doing it again against other teams. The, the players along the Georgia University of Georgia defensive line um, are throughout the NFL. He is going to face them every week. In college, Bryce Young had the benefit of, yeah, you face Georgia, but then the next week you might play, face like a Louisiana Lafayette or somebody like that. Um, you're not going to get that break. You're not going to get that respite in the NFL. It's 17 games of Georgia every year. So just, again, a little something to consider. And then a pretty good secondary there for New Orleans being led by uh, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, abbreviated season last season. So we'll see if uh, he comes back and what kind of season he has. But uh, very common, very capable uh, player there in the backfield. And uh, not, um, again, looking at a pretty good defense coming out of New Orleans this year. Um, Moving on from them will be the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, A lot of changes, not the strongest defense the last couple of years. It's been a focal point uh, for the head coach to kind of change the culture, change the idea and how they play defense play much more aggressively um, and I think we've seen a little bit of that we I think we've seen that uh, in particular this offseason with some of the moves that they've made and um, players they've acquired including free agent Calais Campbell uh, they picked up 6'8 300 pound uh, defensive end um, Atlanta there I think if I recall correctly running a 4-3 um, base defense um, and then on the other side, you got uh, Gray Jarrett, six foot, three hundred pounds. And then in the middle, Caden Ellis, 
six or sorry, linebacker, uh, Caden Ellis, 6'3", 238. Definitely the lightest one of the group. Still, 238, 240 pounds. You're looking at 50 pounds heavier than Bryce Young. Lightest person uh, I'll probably talk about today outside of you know, the cornerbacks, defensive or defensive backs. Again, uh, remains to be seen how Atlanta can put this defense together, but I think they have definitely been building on this defense, working on it, worked a lot on their uh, secondary as well. They've got A.J. Terrell, who they've had in for a long time uh, that they drafted, but they also have brought in Jeff Akuda. Uh, you know, outstanding prospect from Ohio State, did not really pan out or do much at all um, so far is, uh, at Detroit in particular. So hoping to revitalize his career in Atlanta. Uh, I hope he does it, <laughs> um, despite, you know, kind of having a heart for Ohio State deep down. But uh, we'll see how he does. And then picking up Jesse Bates uh, at, from Cincinnati. Um, Carolina picked up uh, the other safety from Cincy uh, this offseason. Jesse Bates, though, I think clearly the better of the two safeties. And he's going to Atlanta. So a lot of talent, I think, uh, Atlanta worked on picking up in the offseason through free agency. And we'll see how they can put it together but definitely going to be a challenge uh, for Bryce Young to go up against uh, that front floor and go up against uh, a secondary that they're really working on trying to improve. And then moving on to Tampa, finally, you got, uh, admittedly, not the best uh, thing when ESPN projects that your starting end is going to be your rookie. And even then, that rookie um, is kind of a... I won't say controversial, but he's a debated uh, defensive end, Kaleja Kansi. A lot of debate on whether or not he's got the length, um, especially in arm length um, and size, to play there. But six foot, 280 pounds. We'll see how he works out. Um, but and then, but anchoring the interior of the line there for Tampa Bay, Vita Vea, six four, 347 pounds, the biggest dude on my list today and gosh just terrifies me to know that he is going to be coming after Bryce Young for two games um this season and we'll see how it works out we'll see if Tampa can you know kind of get back to that defensive uh glory that they had just three seasons ago I feel like um they really kind of whooped up on Carolina a couple times uh stuffing their run game and doing a great job of containing uh, Carolina, which maybe Carolina didn't have the greatest offense as it was, but prior to playing Tampa, uh, had had a handful of games that where they were clipping along. I think that was in 2020, where they were making some pretty good progress. 2021, maybe making some pretty good progress. It felt like, and then ran into Tampa Bay's defense and just got annihilated. It just like destroyed our run game. Uh, but same kind of dudes coming after. Bryce Young there, uh, not really the, um, not really what you hope for. Uh, and then got a couple of good, pretty good linebackers uh, there playing in Tampa. Looking at uh, Levante David, David and Devin White, both around six foot, two hundred and forty pounds. Uh, both uh, very good and uh, will be keying in um, and working Bryce Young over. Uh, 
again twice a year and then a backfield led by Antoine Winfield Jr. has been a fantastic uh, get for them they drafted him two years ago he has been uh, doing really good things there in Tampa uh, there in the backfield so just again at least probably a very competent and capable defense I'm not saying fortunately for Bryce none of the divisional defenses are that outstanding i'll uh, confess to that i don't see anything uh that's overly scary but i do think it's important to note that these are the folks that bryce Young's going up against um each week uh it's not that he's going up against and has to compete um and beat uh, the opposing quarterback, he has to beat the opposing defenses. If he can beat the opposing defenses, who cares, you know, almost what the opposing quarterback does in relation to Bryce Young? Um, who cares what Bryce Young does in relation to the other quarterback? It's what Bryce Young can do to the opposing defense and whether or not he can, uh, we know or not the offensive line can protect him, um, sufficiently. Uh, if he's, Hopefully, those puts those uh, athletic skills to use and can evade uh, the rush rushes that he'll see. And then if he can get the ball downfield. Uh, I have no doubt that he can make some amazing plays, but I, I mean, it's inevitable that these guys are going to eventually catch up to him, and he's going to eventually take these hits, and these are the types of people that are going to be uh, smacking him week in and week out. So... All right, that's it for me, guys. Again, like I said, just kind of a quick uh, recap or quick uh, look into the divisional defenses that Bryce Young will be facing. Uh, Not too much of a deep dive. I'm almost here to work, so i got to start wrapping it up. But I will talk to you guys, Larry. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at UNCNavy03. You can find me on most uh, major podcast platforms. Uh, Be sure to subscribe, uh, download, and uh, keep listening. Until then, keep pounding. I'm out.